Does everybody know what time it is? Time for the Season 3 audio commentary of Crazy For You! That's right, it's grunt work. Hey, everybody, I'm not going to talk sing because we're not sitting uh, on hard wooden chairs at Landon's kitchen table. Now, no, no. now I'm going to stop you right there, Mr. Truman Caps, uh, because no one, no one, no one has to know the, the realities of our of our studio. OK, OK, we, we can build whatever uh, imaginative world that we want to for our listeners. Mr. Truman Caps is my grandfather. <laughs> if you addressed him by his middle name first, um, was he nasty? Yeah, he was he was nasty. He was <laughs> okay. he was a nasty one. That's what we said at the funeral. Um okay, well no. Let okay, not to give anything away. Landon and I are sitting on the couch. We are we are relaxing. We are full of burritos yeah. and we are ready to watch an episode of Home Improvement. I should also say my name's Truman Caps. Yeah. The the couch man with me is my co-host Landon Solano. executed. Uh well, I don't know, man. We if I if normally we write these. I know. Now you're seeing a true test of our improvisational abilities. With me is Landon Solano, the Couchman number two. <laughs> Usually the nickname goes in between the first and last name, but that's okay. Well, that's that's yeah. also... You, you get me... When I'm not sitting upright in a chair, my competence... And also when I've got a burrito in me, I'm really... I'm really 30% awake right now. It's weird that you just sit in a rickety old chair on stage when we do these things, and I'm, you know... <laughs> Sitting behind a grand piano with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth and kind of reminiscing on uh, the old days of classic Hollywood. The weird, the weirdest thing is that you don't even play the piano. No, you just I don't. Need it, you just need it there to get in the zone. Yeah, exactly. It's all about atmosphere and tone setting, and you gotta you gotta find that uh, access point. Um, Truman, what are we doing here today? Today we are going to watch. The Halloween episode of season three of Home Improvement, yes. crazy for you, and we're going to provide some audio commentary on it. Yes, this is the the second ever audio interactive audio commentary that we've done. Y- yes, I I suppose like I guess yeah. I'm not going to undercut it. Yes, it is interactive. Well, it is because most audio commentaries, you know, are attached to the disc that you're watching or uh, Filmstruck, R.I.P. Um, so you you can't pause it. To, to get further information on the thing. You'd have to go back to, like, old-school DVDs where they had, uh, you could choose angles and you could, like, go in and out of the movie into the features. I don't know if you remember that. They experimented that very early on I, with, like, I The Matrix. Not. No. Well, like, a little icon would come up in the corner of the screen. Oh, you push yeah. it and it would take you to a featurette on how that scene was made and come back. Yeah, that's one of those things that I remember being very excited about yeah. being on the DVD and then never really watching because I just wanted to watch The Matrix. <laughs> that was me yeah. as a kid. So um, that's essentially what we're doing here, only we're not giving you the option you have to interact <laughs> with our commentary. And the way that you're interacting is that we're going to have a couple pause points uh, throughout the episode, and we will play um, a, a sound effect of a ding, which sounds like this whenever you're supposed to pause. And we'll also give you the time code um, in case you want to pause at the exact uh, moment that we do. Just to give you uh, a heads up, we are watching from the DVD, not from Hulu. So if you have commercials and stuff, uh, the time code might not be exact but um well hopefully hopefully it's okay you know i'm gonna say this now and we will probably not keep up with it but we will try and throw out when the commercial act breaks or it because it'll at least cut to black in the thing yeah but you know i don't my experience with hulu watching it with commercials is sometimes they just pop up 
They come out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Like not scares. during a commercial break. It'll just like pause the scene and be like, "Whoa, okay, well, I was waiting for that punchline." That's the spookiest, the spookiest thing of all. That's <laughs> advertising when you don't expect it. <laughs> oh, um, so before we go into this, I guess <laughs> you and I have watched this episode a couple times now, more so than I think anyone intended it to be watched. Yes. Yeah, I was going to wait till next week uh, and cover this on our um, super spectacular, but. You and I had an interesting experience when we watched this uh, just to kind of get a sense of what we were doing. Yes. And that was that um, I think we both had a, a pretty – we had a better time with the <laughs> with the episode when we weren't taking notes and looking for things to talk about. Yeah. I We found – because we watched it right after recording an episode, and yeah. going into that process, I was kind of like, "Oh God, I just want to, uh, I just want to not be involved with home improvement at all right now." But we put it on, and we were kind of chatting, and just having this episode on and not focusing really hard on it really made it a lot more enjoyable than it normally is. Yeah, which, which I, you start to realize is probably how the show, how most sitcoms. <laughs> Maybe and most TV even made today is really meant to be sort of on and not thought about. It's one of yeah, those, right. It, it's one of the in in the words of, of some '80s teen movie. I can't remember. It makes sense if you don't think about it. <laughs> well, it's interesting too because I find a lot of our commentary. Uh, you know, we have to fill our podcast episodes with something to comment on, and we have to fill it up with an hour and a half of stuff because people have asked <laughs> specifically that we talk that longer. Much make it, it longer. Is yeah. the, the note we get all the time. I know, I know. The fan letters we got after doing that three-hour-long <laughs> super spectacular. Huh. And it's, it's funny because I find that the things that we comment on are are often our real-world reactions to how Tim is behaving. But clearly, we're watching a sitcom in which they are making choices. So it's almost like we are reacting as if we're characters in the show rather than to people passively watching a sitcom. You know, you're right. You're right about that. But I think that by virtue of what we're doing, we basically are characters in the show <laughs> on some level. We are. Okay, look. Th- no, this is who we are. Yeah. We're Statler and Waldorf from oh, the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. They are watching the show. They're also a part of the show. That's true. They don't want to be there. They hate the show, yet for some reason they keep going to it. <laughs> it's So we're like Wes Craven in New Nightmare when he writes himself into the play, into the screenplay, uh, as a kind of meta commentary on how the actual show and content has affected his life. Yes, we are we are mm-hmm. we are like we are exactly like Kilgore Trout, the fake science fiction author in all those Kurt Vonnegut books. <laughs> we are we are surrogates for We're like William Goldman in The Princess Bride with his abridgment uh, notes commenting on reading Morgenstern for the first time, uh, even though that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into this thing. Uh, just a quick note: we, since we are sitting on the couch, um, you know, we're holding our microphones as opposed to having stands, so you might hear a little rustling from time to time. We're going to try to keep that to a minimum, but um, you know, this, Len, is, this Len is all glaring at me. In, it's a, we are going to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> having having already, I've changed positions on my mic several times. I don't know if you've heard the process of that. Not all of us have sturdy hands that can hold a, a mic for an uh, extended period of time. Land, Land, I slave away. Over a hot keyboard <laughs> all day long. I am JKing. Um, you're, you're being JK Simmons. I am. That's that's very lucrative. Those Eminem commercials, they keep running the same ones for the past ten years, and he gets a paycheck every time. Again, 
I know that was that was my like from from Whiplash from Whiplash. <laughs> that's, him that's talking that to the M&Ms sounds nothing like him. Ad agency. I figure if you just keep your impressions to one word, they can't analyze it enough to say it's bad. <laughs> uh, I as someone who does lots of bad impressions of all lengths, I think that they can. People will take any any chance they can to smack you down. <laughs> Here's my Winston Churchill. I don't know. <laughs> See, it's quick enough that you can't actually analyze it. It's three words, dude. <laughs> I don't know his three words. <laughs> oh, I never learned that. It's kind of like the people who think a lot is one word. Oh, I think I have always assumed I don't know is one word. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably because my grandmother was from the South, and she, <laughs> she combined words when she was speaking. Okay, so uh, let's uh, we're going to pause for a second while we get all set up here. Um, and be- then because we've we'll not be... been paused before. This is yeah. Been, yeah. We'll, we'll start the episode with uh, that patented ding sound, which sounds like... And then we'll be off to the races, as uh, the Marx Brothers used to say. Here we go. Ah, uh, here we go, kids. <laughs> they look even so much younger uh, now. I mean, just from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. <laughs> well, the the blood takes like 10 years off, too. <laughs> that... Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas especially really aged yeah. up toward the end of this one. And Mark, I think, too. But um, Yeah. So, okay, right there, I don't know if you noticed, the the home improvement sign had a masquerade mask on it. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say that uh, since we've learned about the calendar in the background of the tool time set, yeah. that the home improvement logo is actually dressing up as the model from the... Uh, from the calendar. That's 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 so it's it's that deep of an in joke. Yes. It's like do you think that the pinup model is very popular in that oil drum? They all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what else are they going to do on the set afterwards? I guess I should also point out Jill is making what looks like she's basting a turkey in the <laughs> middle of. Oh, late you didn't October. have that tradition growing up? Just a uh, just nice October. Halloween turkey every year. Unless she's celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving, <laughs> which I hope is in October. <laughs> Uh, I have to mention Tim's orange shirt here, which is uh, selected specifically for Halloween and becomes a uh, recurring um, uh, theme uh, throughout the series. He wears an orange shirt every Halloween. Wow. that's This that's, specific orange shirt. That's a hell of a tradition to keep up. <laughs> You'd think at some point they would at least put some eyes and a jack-o'-lantern mouth on it. <laughs> uh, we also just missed uh, one of the Oedipus lines of uh, Mummy Naked, which seems to pop up a lot this episode. Absolutely, <laughs> or this season. yes. And our first appearance of, oh God, so many heads, yeah, box the, full of heads, which is actually where they took inspiration in Seven for the ending of it, comes from that scene. <laughs> oh man, so... Um, you said we'd never have to watch this opening. I know, it's, we, are. We, we have uh, folded time and we're we're living in the past year. Um, so I don't really have, uh, okay, so... Wait, you don't have something to say about the opening <laughs> credits for the first time Not when life? I'm on the spot. This is what I'm always... Con- like, what is she doing in the bathroom in this? Like, is she just at the sink? I don't know. I always... Looking through the hole in the wall mm-hmm. behind him, it just looks like an unfinished Minecraft level. <laughs> I, you know, I feel like if if Home Improvement was set in the present day, I don't know, either one or all of the kids would be obsessed with Minecraft. And probably <laughs> this very special episode is that Tim tries to stop them and then he gets obsessed. He gets because you deep. build things. Yes, exactly. Right, yeah. You build things and then you destroy things. They could do they could do this show on Twitch and have the entire plot of it just be the kids building stuff and Tim accidentally destroying it and it would get 10 million viewers a week. All right, listeners, you heard it here first. You have to go out there and recreate every episode of Home Improvement in the Minecraft world. In the, in the Minecraft world and then put it in the Fortnite. <laughs> um, so we're coming up on tool time here. I want to point out just right away 
uh, Richard Carnes' performance. Um, obviously, you know this this is good and well what he's doing here, but um, he's about to be scared in a moment, and I he he plays it so convincingly, yeah, that it's just like it's something that you overlook, but it's such a realistic thing that it's just a mark of such a great actor. I know, I know. We we were speculating at first that he didn't know this was coming, but I don't know how they could actually surprise yeah. him. See, look at that. I mean, granted, it hits him in the face a little bit. That helps, but he just even even the like afterglow of being scared. He, you see, it's that sense that you're stung by it and you're <laughs> angry. He's actually conveying that, and I was trying not to laugh. I and so there's the calendar in the background. That model, which we found online. Uh, that exact picture has a masquerade after, mask after on. After much difficult, difficult research, <laughs> grueling hours in the in the library, it was, and it's not Debbie Dunning. We found that out too. Well, because her face is blacked out. Oh no, because of it's the, a it's the a masquerade, masquerade mask, mask, but it's definitely not Debbie Dunning. When you think about what kind of girl you want to put on your tool calendar, <laughs> not a masquerade mask. Also, yes, the unmotivated Tim pose off. Yeah, line. always. Um, Al actually has a moment here where he you know, says, oh, it must be Halloween. He says it with such disdain for the holiday. It seems like he doesn't get much out of Well, granted, if you're left in a tool chest uh, from last season, I would probably hate Halloween, too. Also, I feel like like Al is the guy who gives out toothbrushes. Not not in a bad way. It comes from a place of love. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want to point out something here, too, that I noticed yeah. since we recorded last. Yeah. So this whole episode, obviously, you know, if I'm assuming you listeners have listened or watched this episode before, um, this I, this whole thing turns out to be a prank. Now look at the the box of candy or uh, cookies that was sent to Tim. In a moment, wheelbarrows of cookie tins are going to come out, designed exactly the same way. So what occurred to me is that they go so deep on this prank that they had to buy hundreds of cookie boxes. To bring out this is like it's part of Jill and Marie and Wilson. Everyone contributes to writing these letters and to putting together these cookie tins. It's a it is a massive investment of time. I mean, they probably <laughs> and money. I mean, they they probably got a wholesale deal on the cookie tins from the manufacturer. Uh, Let's hear it for the boys. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with wearing hats at tool time. By the way, everyone has a trucker cap. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tim never wears them. It's weird. Mm. Uh, so we have uh, Marie here, who um, a couple episodes before this, we get to meet her husband, uh, Joe Morton. Um, but Marie is the only person uh, from that <laughs> that little duo who sticks on, around on the show. We never see Joe again. Yeah, she sticks to the show like these warts on Tim's face. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I find her a lot less abrasive than I found her husband. And the other thing that yeah. we always know about her that she always manages to mention is that she's in therapy as well. Yes, and I'm going to bring it up uh, in a minute. But she says, I would know a nut because uh, I'm in therapy. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate, going to therapy does not mean you're nuts. Okay, so... Well, yes, that's that's a good moral to pass along. <laughs> so, best best joke in the episode right here. <laughs> Tim denying cookies because uh, she's Jill's because uh, yeah, yeah, she's friends with Jill. Uh, oh, and also this coming up, this is what I love. So he give he's giving Jill this extra hairy mole here. Yeah, got the biggest hairiest mole I make. Bloop. It's gonna go real with that armpit hair you gave me last Halloween. Now my question is: Is that like a weave, or is that like hair extent? You extend? It's like a merkin. Yeah, <laughs> but for your armpits. Underarm merkins. Yeah, 
I mean, I feel like the joke at the time is, uh, Tim, it'd be a lot cheaper if you just let me grow it out myself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, uh, yes. And the boys and, and, the, and the stooges now. Yeah. We've, yeah, they've decided Zoidberg. to do three three stooges here, um, <laughs> which is uh, much to Truman's chagrin at the end of this episode. This just, it bugs me so much because there's no way these kids are into the three stooges. <laughs> they're just not. That's so unrealistic. That's just a Tim Allen wanting to see the yeah. kids do that. And thing. here's a bit of trivia. You, you would think that it was the writers and Tim Allen that may have imparted that on the kids. But uh, really, it was a uh, uh, an actress that was visiting the set one day. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of the Academy Award winning actress Jean, Chipper, oh. Jean Triplehorn was oh, yeah, visiting yeah. and called the kids knuckleheads. And that's a... Uh, became um, inspiration for them to to do it. You know, it's those kind of old Hollywood tales that really defined the sitcoms of the 90s. <laughs> uh, so I couldn't tell here, but I, th- I feel like between each scene here that uh, the decorations are going up more progressively. Well, they are. They've the uh, Jill and uh, Jill and the meat man's wife, whose name I keep forgetting when the chips are down. Yeah. She uh, they're both sitting there like beginning to put things up in a later scene. Also, you can see Jill reflected in yeah, the that's oven a, there, which a is a good bit of uh, uh, direction there. I think honestly that that is a better if they were trying to do scares later in the episode with Rose, that sort of thing playing off a reflection <laughs> in the oven would be way more effective. That's real Italian horror. Um, also, we see the swing set in the background, which is uh, a little nostalgic. Now that I think about it, we have this beautiful gazebo to look forward to. Yeah, true. That's true. We never really knew what we had until they got rid of it, <laughs> turned it into a gazebo. And uh, paradise. Turned credit it into a where credits due. We we bag on on Tim Taylor a lot this mm-hmm. season. Yes. Rightly so. Yes. But credit where credit's due. Tim Allen puts in a fantastic performance in these uh, couple scenes here. And this whole episode, really, I think he he shines. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, he's, certainly, he's certainly good because this has him off balance and scared for the entire episode. It doesn't give him... He's never really in control, so yeah. that makes him funnier and a little more sympathetic. <laughs> uh, so, little do people know, Earl Hinman actually had a twin, and his twin is actually playing the scene. Oh! Oh, that's so good. So was this when was this when Earl Hinman was uh, was filming for? Uh... Yeah, he was doing the Ryan's Hope reunion. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he just he you know was contractually obligated to be elsewhere. So his twin, and then he, Earl Hinman, who his twin uh, Jake actually has a much higher pitch voice. So Earl Hinman had to come in and redub uh, his own lines, which is easy because you don't see his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the the wasn't it though when he was at the when he was at the reunion though he was also contractually obligated to stay behind fences at all times because they <laughs> of didn't course, want they couldn't be photographed his... yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So but the weird thing is his, his his brother was not obligated to uh that so you could just go look up his twin and see uh see what his face looked like well not many people knew about <laughs> earl hinman's twin brother which yeah, is true. why you know that makes it so much easier <laughs> for uh for him to get away with that because also no one knew what Earl Hinman looked like, so which uh, afforded a certain amount of a certain amount of uh, anonymity to the Twindman. Yes, also, uh, Tim spitting out the cookie. Yeah, in the in the running for best gag. I want to point out this scene here. I, yeah. This this scene right now where Jill's on the phone really deflates the the tension, the comedic tension of this episode for me. Yes, I wish they didn't tip their hand. I I really it would have been funnier if we just saw this all coming. But yeah. I, I mean it's it's almost like what people wouldn't have people wouldn't have understood or like they had to telegraph. Yeah, it. it's true. What I think I would have liked better. Uh, this is again the Monday day Monday uh, you know writers room writer here, but uh, <laughs> I would have liked to have Tim trying to 
plan a prank on everyone else and then at the last second it becoming too real and it doing a reversal so that everyone's pranking him without him knowing that's that's what i would have liked to have seen but i think you know i think back then you know tv audiences might not have been as primed for twists back then (laughs) as we are now Oh, and then these, this yeah, transition this really looks like Freddy Krueger. These me. are the, these are effective transitions. I can say, as a transition veteran now, I can say that these <laughs> have really gotten. Um, these ones are very effective at being yeah. good jump scares. The spookiest parts of the episode, really. <laughs> now I know we haven't paused yet for our interactive portion, but it's coming up uh, after this scene. So just uh, be ready. Uh, that'll be behind the scenes of Tool Time. So um, just be, be pre- pre- prepared for, blah, 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 for that. Um, Doing your vocal warm ups now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we called this out in the actual episode we did, but Tim grabbing a bat seems fairly aggressive. <laughs> it's it's certainly it's certainly a big escalation yeah. for someone who you just think might possibly be crazy. Also, the panated Landon pointing out things in the background. There's a vintage jacket um, in the background there that has like that rainbow stripes on the back that mm-hmm. uh, I've always wanted one of those. I've never been able to find one of my size. So, so um, this episode is just taunting you. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, if uh, don't adjust your podcast machines, that green in uh, Landon's face is envy of the prop master. For no, I'm just turning into a transition. Look out! No! <laughs> St. Patrick's Day transition. Here's one thing that Tim does every once in a while. Not a thing that I'm a big fan of he does this that hiss donald trump did exactly that to a group of reporters like did he uh, like six Uh, to eight months ago not a big fan of that so this is the scene too where um marie says you know uh, i would know uh i'm in therapy there are a lot of nuts out there yes well and she also therapy's healthy for everybody not just nuts she also just said this is going to be this is the biggest prank since we super glued grandma to the toilet seat now (laughs) i want to point out this is a massive multi-day prank involving six eight maybe as many as 20 different people given all the party guests all this preparation what was involved in gluing grandma to the toilet seat that meant it was bigger than this (laughs) it was al's mom Oh, that takes a lot of glue. We should do it from the couch more often. Uh, time will tell. So uh, I don't That's really have much said. else for this scene. We're going to cut. As soon as it cuts to the next scene, uh, the remember the sound will, the chime will, will sound, um, but be ready to pause. Uh, it is coming soon. And Tim taking his uh, suit in a jacket is always uh oh we're coming up here to the, to the skeleton that falls yes i i would love to hear from the listeners this really looks like a black screen effect to me like they they blacked out like look at the the board on the the side of the door it looks like there's effects on it what do you think yeah i mean it's i i believe it more now than before oh and that effect that transition yeah yeah okay so get ready we're gonna pause right now uh, so the time is thirteen fifty. Uh, if you're watching the DVD, and um, and the, and the time is uh, six forty five <laughs> here in LA. That is of no use to you. Uh, continue. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, let's let's just talk about what's uh, going on here. We we are seeing the background of Tool Time, um, which you can see there. The cooking that pink banner in the background there. That's the cooking with Irma. Uh, banner. I remember us getting very excited about that last time. That was back yeah. before we had seen the how cooking the sausage with set. gets so, made on. Am I to ascertain that that wall there that this banner's hanging from, is that the cooking with Irma set, do you think? Well, the cooking with Irma set is like up on wheels and just slides right in. Yeah. So... I mean, it looks like that connects all the way to the ground. So I'm sorry to ruin your flight of fancy. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, you can, you can have walls on. I mean, haven't you ever seen a Looney Tunes cartoon? 
You're right. You're right. I I I missed out on that one. I I didn't you know I didn't complete Acme University. Also, the Tool Time set literally splits in half on wheels to bring out the the uh, kitchen and the bathroom and the everything they do. Yeah, yeah. Everything everything on here is uh, everything on here is on wheels. It's a very mobile. It's a very mobile set. Even some of the transitions. Yeah. Yes. Also that when they're not just running around jumping out and scaring you. Uh, so we got a bunch of Polaroids up on the, on the door of the, well, also yeah. I love that they just had to build their own cubbies. There clearly. are a lot of Polaroids on the show. Uh, I find them cropping up quite often, usually on the, the Taylor fridge. Yeah. Um, my guess is, uh, one of two things, probably a bit of both. They're probably continuity, um, Polaroids, meaning in order to film from day to day, in order to keep continuity with costumes and stuff. Um, you'll take uh, Polaroids and um, uh, be able to compare so that you can, you know, if your hair is mussy or you have, uh, you know, dirt effects or something on your face, yeah. they're able to do that. So I think it's partly that. The other thing uh, I think that they could be are production people, uh, family, and, you know, just behind the scene good times <laughs> that they're putting up there to kind of be like, you know what, that's me in the background there. It's just kind of an in-joke to themselves. Behind the scene good times. <laughs> uh, all kinds of stuff happened behind the scenes on good times that that – you know, they could make a whole DVD about that. There it's could be true. a whole podcast there. <laughs> uh, what else we got back here? Uh, well, and coming up uh, after we, after the pause. I got to say, uh, Al's Hinder is looking pretty good. <laughs> and, well, the way we've got it, I don't know if you guys yeah. paused at exactly the time that you should have, but it, it's just there's a lot of definition to it. And, I, you know, my hat goes off to you, Richard Karn. You got it going on back there. Um you also wanted to point out Tim's chair. Uh, oh, yes. You can see this. Once Tim, if Tim moves aside, yeah, you'll he, see. Well. Go ahead. Well. You, you, you pointed it out. Well, okay. I, I did discover it. We will be naming this. Just, so seldom do I discover funny things in the background on this show. You have to give it to me when I can. Yeah. Uh, so you've got the, um, he's he's got Tim written on his director's chair, and then it reflects in the window, or not in the window, in the mirror on his vanity, and it reads Mitt, framed up very perfectly, which yeah. is, of course, what Tim tried to uh, read on his, on the, the name, the wooden nameplate that he <laughs> carved for himself and was reading it backwards. Yeah. Um, that, that was back in season one, I think. Oh, I think it was, I don't think so, Mitt. It was season two, I believe. What episode? What scene? Give me the time code. <laughs> okay, Landon. Fine. If it, you know what, I'll I'll defer to you. You would always know these things. No, I I, I can't say for sure, but it was a while ago. Um, I do think right behind uh, Richard Carnes' head. I can't tell if it's a tool time helmet. I was trying to um, look at this the last time we watched through this, but or if it's K and B. It it might be the Timbo helmet. Oh yeah, you know you're right. You're right. Uh, but memory serves me. I think the Timbo helmet is silver. Uh no, I think actually I think you're right. It is silver. Yeah, so maybe it's not. Maybe you know, it's just a generic old tool time helmet. The, the Timbo helmet has since been overshadowed by Al's cowboy hat. I think. <laughs> oh, Hattie. Hattie. Yes. we haven't seen him in a while. God we have dang. not seen it. Hattie is a she, and okay. we have not seen Hattie in quite some time. But well, we, I think we've seen more of Hattie. There, we got so much Hattie in a yeah. short period of time that it eclipsed the Timbo helmet. It's true, and. I'm a little disappointed because there's only one thing that could make uh, Al's gorilla costume in plaid, a plaid vest for some reason, uh, better, which is a gorilla costume with Hattie on. Yes. 
Yes, that would be you would because then that really completes the gorilla cowboy look that <laughs> you know he was going for. Um, um, okay, one other thing I want to point out in the background here, um, you'll start to see where um, once they start panning over to the right, uh, that's where the graffiti in the background of Tool Time usually is. This time we are only we can only see cable access rules. Which I can only uh, imagine that Jerry wrote that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> upon yeah. his departure, because um, we haven't seen him in forever either. Yeah. Uh, but that's also in another episode, uh, an earlier episode where um, we saw Bob Vila was here. Yes. Yeah. I was looking for it in this episode. Yeah. It's, and was it's disappointed. Yeah. It doesn't appear here. Um, let's also talk about a little bit uh, the <laughs> the nature of Tool Time, uh, which is. The most baffling in what we're about to see. Yes. In that he steps out, introduces the show, and says, that's it, goodbye, and walks off. The Tool Time, which we have been led to believe in previous episodes, is uh, a live show where where yeah. Jill can call in yeah. to try and prompt him with tool uh, tool trivia. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very strange. Maybe that was a very special episode, but Tim makes this one a very special episode <laughs> that will doubtless end up on the... <laughs> Tool t- you know, I think honestly, the way that they fund this show is by selling blooper reel DVDs every year of just the biggest fuck ups and screw ups of Tool Time. Yeah, so basically, you get all the highlights <laughs> without having to watch the rest of Tool Time. You know, I'll I'll be honest with you. What was this? Ninety four. I was probably let's see, twelve years old, maybe a few years before this. I was very actively renting uh, sports bloopers on VHS from the from Blockbuster. So. Bloopers, I think, were were a big deal back then. So you could quite well be onto something. No one will forget the blooper boom of the of the mid nineties. <laughs> ay ay ay. Um, I think that's uh, we're gonna see a guy walk through the background here. Um, I don't really have anything to say about it, but yeah, he no, takes a very strange detour. Like he's gonna walk between <laughs> the the Tim's director chair there to between the sets. It seems like where the fuck are you going? There's no room there. Yeah. Um. Weird. Yeah. Let's, uh, I, yeah. I say let's let's go. Okay. So we are now going to commence now. So there we go. There's Mitt. You can see in the background. Is that yeah. a lint roller? Uh, what the on the oh on the desk? There's like a wet wipes. There's a lint yeah. roller. Some cream. Man, Tim's kind of a bunch diva. Of, bunch of uh, girly materials. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now it's I funny. Your subtitles actually said imitating Schwarzenegger the way that <laughs> Tool Time did. So the Tim just said about like the like the look on your face before you sit down to a plate of pancakes. How is Al gonna know what his face looks like before he sits down to the plate of pancakes? Unless he's I'll tell you why. What? Most diners have um, mirrored uh, backsplashes behind the booths, so oh. I'm, I inevitably always get sat in the seat where I have to watch myself eat. That's that is that is ir- that is like perverse. That is like putting up a mirror. <laughs> Especially to watch at a diner, alone. like I wouldn't mind at like a five star restaurant where I'm like daintily eating. Um, you know, whatever's on my plate, but at a at a diner, like I'm chugging coffee and shoving pancakes in my mouth. I don't want to watch that. Everyone at a diner is hunched over their plate, just just shoveling <laughs> the eggs in. So there's the uh, Andretti steering wheel uh, uh, in the yes, background. From the Andretti there. Brothers, uh, the Army Man, which is incorrectly labeled on IMDb trivia as a Buzz Lightyear figure. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also another figure which we were debating. Uh, it's over to the right hand side of this uh, the screen right next to the calendar, where it actually looks like Gort from uh, um, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else it would be. I mean, it's clearly, that's also not Buzz Lightyear, but maybe whoever saw that conflated the two. Also, I love 
Tim back here forgetting how win- forgetting how <laughs> windows, windows work. work. Yeah. yeah. Well, you forgot how mirrors worked a second ago. Okay, true, true, <laughs> fair. Okay, and then and then here, he's talking to the camera guy, but gesturing his hands to try and tell him which way to go. Yeah. Also, uh, he, Tim introduced Al as Al the Bullseye Borland, um, yeah. which, isn't he a bullseye every week? I mean, he is the target <laughs> of Tim's jokes week after week. Yes, and like the target dog, whose name is Bullseye, I love him. <laughs> Uh, so backstage oh, here, um, I, I gotta love Debbie Dunning thoughtfully trailing the rose underneath her chin <laughs> like that. Very sensual. Oh, I have a little bit of trivia here. Yeah. This woman that is about to walk off stage, we'll see her in just a second here. Um, as a favor to the producers, that's actually Tyne Daly. Oh, wow. As recently seen in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Wow. You know, that's a really big, uh, big coup for early in your career. Cagney and Lacey fame. Um, this is after Cagney Lacey, so she she was she was well established. Yeah, well, good of her to class up this episode. Uh, that spider transition scares the shit out of me. I don't yeah. like it. All right. Uh, okay, so we're gonna pause here as soon as she opens the door and Bing. Okay. Um, the Which is a time great code alternative to <laughs> time, Google. Time code is sixteen thirty eight, and we are looking from outside uh, the Taylor home inside uh, to the party. Who are these two kids in between the gorilla and the lady? There are a lot of kids at this party. How? Do, why are there so many kids at this party? Why did they divide so many kids to the party that Tim credibly thinks a psychopath might show up to? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I, I haven't thought about that. I've also, like, I've never seen a party that integrates adults and kids um, at the same time. Like, it's usually, oh, we're going to have the kids' birthday, uh, uh, Halloween party or birthday party, and then we'll have, you know, the adult one on the weekend or something. I don't know. I think, I don't, I don't think so, Mitch. I think that if we if we you didn't need you to admit <laughs> are are you doing the Missy Elliott thing again from last yes. week yeah uh, no I think that if we maybe were parents and knew more parents we'd probably see more parties like this where it's like there is some lightly spiked punch for the folks and then the kids are running around there's are the kids the ones spiking the punch for the, the adults <laughs> no only Randy is doing oh, okay. that no but I mean there's <laughs> He's like spiking you know, with blood yeah well it's like it's just like any family barbecue that where all the dads get day drunk on beer and all the kids run around so <laughs> I, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think this sort of party does exist. Yeah. I Just maybe maybe not where everyone at the party is in on one very big, very simple prank. prank. Yeah. Um, okay, so pointing out a few things here. Uh, this woman walking through the door uh, is named Cheryl. Yes. And uh, I mentioned this on our actual episode of this this. Uh, episode um it's weird when you're doing an episode on an episode that's how do you how do you reference that grunt work work <laughs> but um this character's name is cheryl as uh l greets her and cheryl is actually um jill's co-worker from inside detroit yeah who introduced jill to eileen who then jill introduced eileen to l so this is a very interesting – I mean, I suppose in some world it's possible that they just randomly chose the name Cheryl twice. But I like to believe that, you know, uh, that's the, the Cheryl from Inside Detroit. I, I, I also like to believe that they were, changed, uh, they were choosing names at random and they randomly chose Cheryl twice. Maybe somebody in the writer's room just really was in love with a Cheryl or, <laughs> or had Cheryl on the brain. Like, I think that even if it was just random rolls of the dice, yeah. I love that fate brought us two Cheryls. Uh, and now, here's something. Uh, this is pure speculation. I'm just yeah. going to put that out there. This is not fake news, alternate facts. When you, you get a very brief glimpse of the front of this lady in just a moment when the shot flips. Yeah. I think... 
it might be Shirley Hussey who plays Eileen. Oh, what? Yeah. That would be, I mean, I don't know why they double up on that, but that could be, maybe she's in, maybe that's a little Halloween prank on the audience. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I can't remember if Eileen was introduced uh, at this point or not. Um, I've, I've forgotten our, our chronology of Oh, <laughs> man, at this point, but, yeah, going back, it's yeah. hard. Well, I also, I also heard that there's also some celebrity cameos in this scene. Oh, yes, that's right. So, um, just like uh, Tyne Daly in the last scene, uh, this, this whole episode is really packed with um, celebrity cameos. They're, and they're, you can't tell because they're all in costumes, and that's kind of the in-joke. Um, but, you know, through the nefarious ways of the internet, we were able to find out some of this stuff. So We were really kicking ourselves that we missed these when we recorded our first episode, but yeah. so it's really fortunate we are able to come back and shed some light on this stuff now. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll be pointing those out as we, we move along here, but um, there is one thing I do want to point out. Uh, just because any chance that I get to uh, tie something to Italian horror, yes, I have to do it. Go tie tie it <laughs> tie it down. And this is something that you know I'm I'm such one of my favorite directors of all time is uh, a director by the name of Mario Bava. Mm. He is most popular for doing um, Black Sunday is is his big like masterpiece. It was his first well, it's debated, but his first like official directorial thing which is a black and white film. However, the thing that he's most known for throughout his career is this really vibrant, colorful lighting. And it's uh, you could see it here in this scene. Uh, Bright red light. Where it's a contrast between, you know, the the kind of violet-y, the blues, with the, the vibrant reds, and they clash and make this kind of uh, spooky yet fun atmosphere. He originated that. And... Uh, the thing and, and this this lighting scheme is so popular now with like the neon lights of like Drive and uh, uh, I'm trying to Mandy just came out oh, that's yeah. very much that way and it was originated by him but popularized by people like Joe Dante and John Carpenter who were big fans of Mario Bava uh, ate the lighting and used it in theirs J- just like Al Borland here <laughs> exactly um, and so. I, that's something that I, I want to try and force into uh, the popular consciousness. Like that that lighting that's so popular right now stems from Mario Bava, and very little people know about that. Which of the tailors who set up this party is a Mario Bava fan? That's a good question. Wh- which 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 tailor is enough of a fan of sixties Italian <laughs> horror to know what effect these? Well, see, that's have? that's precisely the thing. Like Mario Bava originated it, but. Um, you know, people are such big fans of John Carpenter and, and Joe Dante from Gremlins and from, you know, everything that he, the Burbs, you know, that they uh, they popularize it. So anything that is is doing it now are taking it from Joe Dante and and John John Carpenter, but they took it from Mario Bava. Hmm. So I just don't want him to be lost to to history. He needs his credit where credit's due. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, let's well, it's given here. The I mean the, it's been recorded in the annals of history. Now it's yeah. on grunt work. It's it's in the zeitgeist. It is, People know that's it. Job it is done. Law. Yes. <laughs> okay. You're welcome, Mr. Bava. We'll take our check whenever you're ready. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So I don't have anything else for this. Do you want to uh, presume here? Yeah. Let's go. Let's presume, presume or resume. Uh. It's uh, resume. I presume to resume. What? Okay. Here we go and play. Great shot through the web. Lots of decorations have gone up. Now, I had a question about these decorations. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, that gag is That's good, Pee-wee but it, Herman, it, it doesn't way. quite work. It, it happens three times throughout this, but um, yeah. 
down there on the on the food table looks like we just passed pieces of bread that yeah. are sitting on top of There's the There's the tray. the chest from last season where the L was locked in. Um and of course we get this sweeping shot. We don't get a lot of uh like steady cam shots. Um this is uh, in the first in the first take on this I re- referenced boogie nights repeatedly and I think that was <laughs> correct. So weird so, to get cuts in the house like that. There's a guy in the background talking to three kids. <laughs> like a grown man talking to three kids and I want to uh I, I just I assume that's stinky. Yes, probably so, probably so. <laughs> and there's uh Wilson in the background kind of waiting for his moment. Pee Wee Herman getting hoisted back up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, the Bob Vila costume always very popular choice. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We just had a, a moment of silence, like a lot of audio commentaries. You. I, I also love this guy who is specifically doing Dawn of the Dead. Yes, that's like, actually there's zombies and then there's Dawn of the Dead zombies. It's actually John Lovitz also. Oh, Not wasn't really? Know. Yeah, yeah. The makeup, it's hard to see. Oh, interesting. Yes, this was this was how he got into TV. <laughs> right after this came news radio. Oh, man. Um, oh, he was on Saturday Night Live in the 80s. Well, yes. Um, that's, that's so funny. So uh, I, my question is, they have so many things, uh, decorations around here. I wonder if they um, buy or rent. Like, where would they store all this shit? Yeah, well, I mean, they have a huge basement. Yeah. Also, please notice when he's talking to Al that the mouth on the monkey mask actually moves, which I think <laughs> is a testament to the quality of that mask. <laughs> or Al Borland, uh, Richard Carn's performance. Uh, so coming up here, Tim's going to run into somebody uh, that I just want to point out. Pee Wee Herman, again. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, protest. This really is the bane of Truman's existence. I That, that it is so loved by the audience. <laughs> It's. I hate to rag on kids, especially ones who don't have a lifelong reference of the Three Stooges, but th- this is kind of painful to watch. It's because you know that it was adults pulling the strings yeah. to make them do this. Uh, pulling the strings, Pinocchio joke, John Pee Wee Herman Taylor falling Thomas. from the ground, something in there. Yeah. Uh, so that guy in the skeleton uh, costume with the yeah. hat on in the background, that's actually a young Jeremy Renner in his first role. Oh, my God. Well, he really brings a lot to it, and he really kind of builds a character for the skeleton guy. <laughs> I also love that we just missed it, but uh, Wilson caresses Tim's face with the rose, and that's such a non-Wilson thing to do, but it's so funny to me. It, again, it makes sense if you don't think yeah. about it. And that's actually Wilson's real uh, bottom half of his face. That's why they had to use the fence. <laughs> Yeah, the guy. By the way, the guy in that in that monkey mask we just saw, who was oh, yeah. turning back towards the camera. That's uh, th- that's uh, that's actually Chris Farley. What? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get your hopes up. That was the guy. That was Stinky. That was talking to the kids oh, in the background. Oh, Stinky. Yes. Yeah. That was Carol Kane that just stopped him uh, right in the way there. And John Goodman. <laughs> oh, that yeah. They were uh, doing the whole ABC re- uh, uh, crossover stuff. Yes. Just way closer than I ever want to be to Tim. <laughs> Even still, I really appreciate the creative uh, direction in this episode. Yeah, just getting those weird angles on these things. Also, who's that in the who? Who then in the ape costume just ran away from Jill? If that's supposedly Al. Oh, in interesting dress. Oh man, that is spooktacular. And this Al changed back into the ape costume oh, that fast. Oh wow. Yeah, quick change. <laughs> Starring Bill Murray. Yes. Um, Tim's going to go up the stairs here in a second, and I want to know what the fuck is up with this person just hanging in the corner. This, this they're, they're not interacting with anyone. They're clearly not any of the tailors. 
See, Herman. It <laughs> falls a little too slow sometimes. So, like, what yeah. is that person doing? Yeah, just t- Tim has no questions about why this person is just standing. <laughs> this dwarf is waiting to scare them. <laughs> um, so, just a, a heads up: in about um, thirty seconds, we're going to pause again um, once we cut to a wide shot of the room. Um, so here we have Marie doing the voice from the hallway. Um, which is, uh, yeah, this whole thing right now just loses steam. I know it's, it's, it's (laughs) all the, and also the only person who sees his reaction is Al. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're going to pause a little bit. Okay. So, um, the, the time code is 2144. Yeah. Um, and I want to point out a few things here. Uh, for one thing, uh, you can see in the background, and you can see it a little better in one of the close-ups, but uh, those two frames on the wall uh, behind him, on you know, kind of uh, perpendicular to each other, those honestly to me look like life drawings uh, yeah. you know, from a, a class that I really think it's, if it is those, um, it seems like a really nice touch from the production crew to give uh, Jill's character, you know, some depth. Because it seems like something she would have done at some point. Yes. She had that pottery wheel for a while. She's trying to, like... She's very artsy. Yeah, trying to cultivate her hobbies and stuff. Yeah. I totally would believe she went to, like, a community college uh, night class for for life drawing, and that's what she ended up with. Yeah. I have to say that the composition of this shot with just the prank has been pulled, everyone involved all comes out and stands in a line surrounding the person who (laughs) they've pranked. If for for the mystery science theater fans, the episode track of the moon beast, they there is <laughs> at the beginning of one of the movies that they watch a, a similarly like a similarly kind of very quick prank is played on someone where it's just a a very they they scare a guy with a mask and he has this very mild reaction and then there's this long awkward tail on it where like six people who were involved in it all run out laughing and kind of stand around next to him and explain what happened. <laughs> It, it feels exactly like this every yeah. time we've watched it and we've watched it a few times now i get the strongest flashback and to that it's funny just listening to you talk right now made me uh, be able to realize why it bothers me yeah it's not i don't feel like i'm in on it mm-hmm. like i'm just watching it yeah now if i was like in tim's shoes i kind of would also feel like the prank is being played on me and i would be that much more involved in it yeah but knowing that jill and this whole crew is putting this together makes me just feel like a a non-participant uh you know a a passive viewer yeah if you will so it's just like oh okay and then it happened and i'm sure that was fun and fine for all of you on screen but i feel nothing right now it's very lackluster i'm I'm completely unsatisfied i just have to go back to my life now what have you given me (laughs) What have you taken away? Oh, that's the real question. <laughs> that's the question we have to ask at the end of uh, the end of grunt work. Oh my god, season eight, season uh, spectacular. There's not, there's not a word big enough. There's not a number big enough to describe what's been taken away from. Sure, us. it is. You can uh, attribute it to the grunt count. Whatever ah. that series grunt count is, that's what's been taken away from you. Life is not measured in the number of grunts you make, but the number of grunts that are taken away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so uh, one thing we didn't talk about is who everyone is in the scene, uh, character-wise. Uh, I mean, their costumes. So Wilson clearly is Phantom of the Opera. Yes. And Marie is a little Bo Peep. Yes. Um, Al 
in a dual role. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is the Eddie Murphy of this crew. He's so versatile. <laughs> He's the Mike Myers of this crew. <laughs> playing an ape and, of course, Rose, uh, the embodiment of Rose. Yes. Uh, not the invoicement. Is that a word? No. <laughs> Thanks, Fraser. Um, and then I didn't get this the first time we watched it, but um, Tim is a corpse and Jill is playing his widow. Is yes. that correct? Yes, that is. Yeah, that is explicitly stated, in fact. Not to dunk on you with it, but just... We we, we know that. I don't listen to the dialogue of the show. It's, <laughs> it's all... pay attention to the background. We details. didn't need words. We had faces then. <laughs> uh, that sounds like... That's Fraser doing Norma Desmond, I guess. Well, it's what Heidi is... I mean, yeah, that that's really up for question. Here. Whatever it is, it looks real good, but yeah, she just kind of looks like a specter punk rocker almost. Yeah, yeah, like a shriek queen. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's going for some kind of kind of uh, ABC friendly take on Elvira. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. But I mean, uh, what does what defines Elvira except that low cut? Well, I don't know. Like she's like a scream queen with like. Didn't she have really big hair too, along with everything else? Yeah, really long hair. Okay, I. I, Well, I don't know. She's going for that vibe. Definitely that vibe. I'll I'll give you the ballpark for sure. Um, Why? One thing I want to know: Why is there a Christmas uh, bow on the door? Uh, (laughs) Because it's spooky. Nothing is spookier than spending the holidays with your relatives. Yep. Um, Otherwise, uh, the decor of this. (laughs) <laughs> looks painfully ni- Midwest 90s to me. Uh, did you, did you have a lot of these like hotel art on your walls at home? Oh, not necessarily at home, certainly in hotels that we went to. Oh. No, my family had very exciting, adventurous art on our walls, Landon. I'm sorry for, really? for whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was some pretty incredible stuff. One whole wall was a mural uh, Guernica, you know, by Picasso. You know, we had really? that up on one. Yeah, it was it was good. I grew up in a very cultured household. That's wow. why I watched Frasier from such an early age. <laughs> so, no, in the 90s, we if anything, our art was too experimental. We had Piss oh. Christ. We had everything. Uh, I certainly did not grow up in a very cultured uh, <laughs> home growing up. My mom had tuna fish for dinner every single night of her life. <laughs> wow. But, you know. That's... And and our art on the walls were like just paintings of, you know, woodland forests and stuff like that that absolutely would fit in with a Super 8. Uh, like maybe some maybe a fuzzy painting of Jesus. Well, we were, certainly weren't religious. There was no no religious artifacts anywhere in the house. Fuzzy painting of a semi-truck at night. Not in our house, but they're definitely... Actually, in my grandparents' trailer in Florida, there, a combination of the two things you just described. There was a picture of a fuzzy truck going through a, a rainy road through a forest at nighttime with Jesus guiding him. Okay, I that's amazing. That's you got the trifecta of fuzzy painting. Things. I know it's either it's either Jesus or trucks. I wish uh, and, I well, wish fuzzy, I had taken yeah. that painting. Um but I think we gave it to the people who bought the the trailer. Oh, we threw that in as a little to sweeten the pot. <laughs> it comes furnished, and you have to take this as part of the deal. All right, all right, all right. Well, we will we'll knock ten thousand off the asking price if you take our fuzzy painting of Jesus watching a semi truck. Oh, uh, I I don't think we had a Thomas Kincaid in our place, um, but that was definitely also a Midwest staple. I know almost oh, every yes. other. Yeah, obviously, growing up um, in a kind of waspy community um we you know i was friends with a lot of uh wasps uh, <laughs> regular wasps nest i was friends with a lot of uh religious people from different sects you know and um 
there was definitely a lot of Thomas Kincaid uh, in in the houses that I visited. Oh, that's certainly the case for me as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Thomas Kincaid. Where look any anywhere there is a uh, Christian mom serving kids orange slices, he'll be there. Anytime <laughs> there's a family coming home from church and going to watch Veggie Tales, he'll be there. Anytime there's a Christmas nativity display that has just got way too much effort into it and Happy Birthday Jesus spelled out in Christmas <laughs> lights, he'll be there. You know who is a Thomas Kincaid fan? Who? Kanye West. No, honestly, I'm not shocked. <laughs> Do a Google search of Kanye West, Thomas Kincaid, and uh, you'll you'll be treated to to some stuff. Um, okay, so let's just uh, cover up whatever else we have left for this episode because um, we're not. This is the last pause we have, and we're just going to talk through the rest of it. It's the climax with falling action to come. <laughs> yeah. For me, this is kind of a fun episode. Um, I think that Tim Allen puts in a great... Perf- they all put in pretty great performances, minus the Three Stooges Act, but that's not the boys' fault. Um, to <laughs> that's me, society's fault. <laughs> this is just a lackluster... Like, I would have bought it if they, instead of them all being Mo, that they all came out as Groucho. Yeah. Like, that, you know, go... What was that Woody Allen film where they were... Uh, it was both Goldie Hawn and him both played Groucho. Uh, or wasn't there, there was also a Barbara Streisand movie where they were at a party and everyone was dressed as Groucho. Uh, man, I I I could I could do guesses, but I don't know either of those. But they <laughs> sound like great bits both times. Anyway, I would have rather have seen. Honestly, I would have rather have seen three Harpos. <laughs> As scary as that would have been to me. Um, all, all just running around with horns. Yeah. I would appreciate the weirdness of that. <laughs> it plays better than, I think, three Mo's. Yes, I, I do as well. I Look, you could it doesn't matter which of the Stooges it was. They could have been accurate to whichever Stooge yeah. they were. I still wouldn't have liked the bit. Yeah. Guys, I just don't think I'm that big of a three Stooges fan. That might be part of the problem. Yeah. That's not much you can do about that. If they if they came out as Crow, Servo, and and Joel or something, I <laughs> probably would have thought it was genius. I would have said this is the best episode ever. Home would be my favorite show. I'm really reacting to my own bias. Yeah. Well, they do come out going hello, 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 hello. Yes, which which in my heart will always be an MST3K gag, even though it's them referencing <laughs> Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so do you have anything else you want to cover in this episode that we're about to see or that we have seen? You know, I think I think that I have I have got pretty much everything yeah i think I, i've gotten pretty much everything out there that we need to get out there mm. so do you want to just see where where the re- the next couple scenes take us yeah um okay so we're gonna go uh and press play now yes it's very exciting isn't it she, you know debbie dunning's makeup almost looks like uh daryl hannah from blade runner yes almost actually so does jill's makeup yeah i can kind of see that Tim looking very chagrined. Uh, and then they all come in. Oh, God. That, that is a really creepy transition. I wonder yeah, if Jim kids, Prater did all those. Kids had nightmares. Also, fire hazards, guys. You got so many candles out. <laughs> Tim's there. Yeah, that's I, I love this. I love here. this bit with the oh, the head. Like, that's... Call it back a third time, but make it a wine cooler is just... It's a brilliant thing. Ice cold red wine. <laughs> um, just drinking a big chunk of dry ice. So I'm not a fan of how... Of the stinger either. I think that their, their chemistry... It's, it's lighthearted enough, but... The thing that I don't like is that Tim has to have his, you know, come yeah. back, you know. Yeah. He like, can't, he can't just end on a, I got pranked. Yeah, he can't lose. And yeah. he has to make it, he has to, has to make it seem like this makes up for him <laughs> getting multi-day Ocean's Eleven pranked. Right, yeah. Uh, and for those of you who didn't see, that was actually David Byrne sitting very still in the background uh, in his uh, <laughs> True Stories costume. Oh, Landon, you've stopped making sense. 
Haven't we all? And uh, there are the credits, and uh, we go into our outtakes, which is, um, you know, pretty... Nothing, nothing to say. Nothing really to say about, about the credits. <laughs> I, you know, I like outtakes, though. Yeah, they're, some they're bloops. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and a jump square in the middle. A jump square in the middle of the It's loops. weird that those squares jump I now. I know, I know. They're learning it from the grunt creep. <laughs> <sighs> the grunt creep who we have just recently learned is actually evil. I, yes. I didn't expect that. Yes, the grunt creep who now has legs, baby legs and baby arms. <laughs> Wind Touchdown Dancer, television. Touchstone, and Buena Vista International. Well, folks, <laughs> there you go. It's, uh, and now on to episode seven, Blow Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, strap in. It's another hour. I hope you are ready for my Michelangelo Antonioni trivia. <laughs> oh, man. That would not go over as well because I've actually seen Blow Up and did not like it. Oh, yes. I love that movie. Well, you are wrong. Your taste is bad. I clearly know more about good movies than you. <laughs> uh, I have it if you want to borrow it and uh, you know change your opinion. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, I've already got your copy of Inside Llewellyn Davis. So we'll... Uh, <laughs> We don't right. want people don't want this intimate glimpse into what our our day to day life. Or is, is that like. exactly what they want? They they want to know which which Blu rays I'm borrowing from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's good. Um, so we hope you enjoyed this uh interactive audio commentary. Um, obviously the episode is over, so you know you can go. So go home now. <laughs> yeah, Ferris Bueller them out of here. Yeah. Um. Uh. So if you enjoyed it and you want us to do another one next season, uh, obviously let us know. Uh, we absolutely want your feedback on this. Uh, we we appreciated everything you guys had reached out for um, before to let us know that this is the sort of uh, kooky thing you want us to do at the end of each season. Yeah. Um, and if you want more, maybe you know, um, maybe we'll go back and do. We didn't do one for season one, so yeah. If you could... guys are clamoring, I mean, if it's just a deafening cacophony of clamoring, if there's if it's just a cacophony of clams, <laughs> uh, we will we will. Well, I'm just saying don't clam up and not say anything if you want us to go back and do one for one of the big episodes from a previous season. Yeah. Uh, we we absolutely cherish your feedback. Yes. So, uh, reach and out you to guys us. just personally, too, outside yeah. of your interactions with us. Do you remember how many grunts were in this episode? Oh, God. I do not for the life of me remember how many grunts were in this episode, but I think it was zero. Yeah. I'm going to guess it was zero. I don't yeah. remember it happening. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear any. I mean, we watched it a couple times, and I'm primed to sit up for those. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, well, do you have anything else you want to go over? I, you know what? No, I've I haven't got anything. I'm just I'm just here on this couch, and I'm 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 too relaxed to have any other bones <laughs> to pick with this episode. Great. Um, then I just want to mention one quick thing about uh, the Super Spectacular, which comes out next week. Um, we're gonna have a few surprises and and fun things for you guys. Uh, obviously, we will be picking. Um, our season three MVP, you yes. and I will have a heated debate. Oh, I, it's going to be intense. It it's going to be legendary. This uh, season... we barely have recovered as friends from the last one. <laughs> uh, I still think Zachary Bryan should have won that one, but um... <laughs> you know what? You're right. That really was his year. <laughs> kind of regret my vote now. <laughs> he didn't shine as much in this season. Um, uh, so yeah. Anyway, if you you can uh, vote for um the season three people's choice mvp that means you guys get to pick your version of the mp3 mp3 yep the mp3 you get to download <laughs> your own MP3. Even a current audio format 
Well, it's a, it's a little flashback. It's a little blast from the past. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can vote for the People's Choice MVP, and we will reveal it on the Super Spectacular. Which we will release as an MP3 yeah. for you to listen to on your Zune. <laughs> uh, but just uh, FYI, I think voting ends the day this episode comes out. So rush to Twitter and, and vote for that. We have it pinned right at the top of our profile. Easy to find. Uh, and there are two... two tweets there um you have all the options but you have to kind of search to make sure you can find the second one if you if you want to vote for any of the kids or debbie dunning uh anyway uh get your votes in also we'll be doing an ama we'll we're where we will be answering all of your user submitted questions any goddamn question you have can be home improvement related or completely unrelated just give us anything anything yeah. to fill the time um and uh you know we'll be going over our favorite episodes moments um that sort of stuff that we've done in the past. Uh, and I think that's all we need. We're going to surprise them with the rest of the, the spectacular. Yeah, yeah. All the other huge surprises, the elephants, the dancing bears. Oh, what? That was a surprise for you, too. Oops. Shit. <laughs> You're recording on your own on that. Is it okay if they stay in your apartment? By the way, they're getting here in two minutes. <laughs> no! And they're going to be dancing the whole time because they have to practice. <laughs> um, and it's twerking. I'm just going to push forward to the outro, which is uh, where I say, we really appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Especially to our more discombobulated and weird episodes. Uh, if you really want to help others find the show, um, you can leave us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. Uh, you can find more information about today's episode, which is... Um, on our website, which is www.artworkpodcast.com. You tripped yourself up on I did, because I was going to suggest, uh, or I was going to mention that on our website uh, with the show notes, I will be posting all of the uh, time code in which we pause uh, for this episode so that you can just have a quick reference um, uh, if you are if you decide to watch along with us, which yeah. we encourage, because it's a lot of fun. I did it myself uh, after we did the last one. Yeah, worth the time it takes to set up, I think. Now is not the time to be yeah. telling them after they've listened to the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, preparing them for next year. If you're sitting on the bus right now and just listening to this on your commute or something, <laughs> well, listen, you fucked up. You done wasted however long this has been of your life. Uh, we can say that after every episode we do, though. I, truthfully, yes. <laughs> and after every episode you watch of Home Improvement, so really. Yeah, so uh, if you want more episodes where you have to take an hour and a half to watch a single episode, welcome to our world. Um, anyway, while you're there, uh, you <laughs> there meaning our website, uh, you can sign up to um, subscribe to our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released, as well as receive. That's where uh, you reattach the sleeves to your torn off vest. Yeah. All yeah. those punks did it in the 90s once they were like, God damn it, I shouldn't have done that to my jean jacket. Once they got a job at a bank and suddenly decided <laughs> they wanted to straighten out a real reality bite situation. <laughs> they just had to reattach those sleeves. Um, you can receive exclusive trivia, the grunt count tip. And hint is what I meant to say. Yeah, the grunt count tip. What is that? Like, use a numerical system to record <laughs> it's grunts. Like, this week, your grunt count tip is you got to start from a gravelly place. <laughs> uh, this week's grunt count tip is be sure to floss before you brush your teeth. Because <laughs> you want your grunts to be minty fresh. No, it's just it's just the grunt count sponsoring a useful tip. It has nothing to do with anything else. Um Lastly, you can join in the conversation by hitting us up on Twitter or Facebook, which you can find us at GruntWorkPod. You know, I don't. I feel like these <laughs> casual GruntWork episodes are a little, a little too loosey goosey. Yeah, maybe they are, but uh, you know what? 
uh, sometimes sometimes mom and dad have to cut loose, you know? It's true. Um, and I'm just going to go through puberty now. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and with that, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And this has been... Grunt work. work. Hey, we're doing that again. Yeah, we didn't write an actual outro, so uh, yeah. now we have to fade out this dialogue. We're so, so we're